We will begin the story in just a moment, but first I have a message for the parents out there. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. So don't search. Match with Indeed. If you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is your all-in-one matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. When I was looking to hire someone, the process was so slow and I felt very overwhelmed. I wish I had used Indeed because in addition to helping you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash story. Just go to Indeed.com slash story right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash story terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed indeed hey everyone angie here welcome to the sleepy time summer playlist volume two a mix of relaxing stories perfect for summer break Happy listening! Story Spectacular! Hey everyone, happy summer! My name is Angela Ferrari and I'm the host of Story Spectacular. I love telling fun stories like this one, Red, White, and Blueberries. Once upon a time, there is a magical place called Lucky Lake where happy little critters like to gather. There was Lucy the loon. Hello. Cleaver the beaver. Howdy. And a young little frog named Tad. Nice to meet you, Ribbit. On the very first day of summer, the three animal friends decided to throw a summer season celebration. Let's do something fun and festive, said Lucy the loon. How about a colorful feast? said Cleaver the beaver. Oh yeah, we can eat a bunch of tasty flies, said Tad the frog. Uh, maybe we can agree on a different menu choice instead, dear. Yeah, how about we have a feast of red, white, and blueberries? Hooray, that sounds great. We can each choose a color and gather the berries, then meet back here at the shore to have our lavish meal. Let's Let's go go for it. it. Lucy the loon dove into the water and swam across the lake. She knew of a lovely blueberry patch that grew just along the shoreline by the old birch tree. Lucy gracefully swam up to the berry bushes and began picking the tiny sweet fruits with her beak. Meanwhile, Cleaver the beaver scurried over to a secret strawberry patch over by his beaver dam. Oh boy, these red strawberries are perfectly ripe. They're gonna make a scrumptious snack. At that very moment, Tad the Frog was hopping around looking for white-colored berries. Mm, White berries, white berries, where could they be? He hopped across the shore and into the woods, but there were no white berries to be found. Huh, who knew white-colored berries would be so hard to find? Just then, Tad spotted something shining in the distance. He hopped his way over to get a closer look. 
Next to a fallen log was a patch of tiny white pebbles. Eureka! Tad the Frog mistook the shiny pebbles for white berries. These must be the mysterious fruits I've been searching for. Ha-ha! Tad the Frog selected his three favorites and then began hopping his way back to the shore of Lucky Lake. Meanwhile, Cleaver the Beaver and Lucy the Loon had already made their way back with the freshly harvested blueberries and strawberries. They waited anxiously for Tad the Frog. Where could he be? The sun is about to set. Oh dear, I hope he finds his way back soon. Let's call out to him. Cleaver thumped his big beaver tail on the soft ground and Lucy made a loud loon call. Tad the Frog was feeling quite lost, but heard the other animals calling to him in the distance and found his way back to the shore safe and sound. Oh, thank goodness you're back. I sure am. And look what I found. White berries. Oh boy, I can't wait to take a bite. Me too. Leaver the Beaver and Lucy the Loon tried to take a bite of the berries, but quickly came to realize that they weren't berries at all, but in fact were instead shiny pebbles. Uh, sorry to burst your bubble, Tad, but these are rocks, little buddy. Ah, uh, now they are. Ah, <laughs> oh, gee, I tried to do my best, but instead I ruined our red, white, and blueberry celebration. Tad began to cry. <laughs> but Lucy the loon smiled and patted the little frog with her wing. There, there, little friend, it's all right. Yeah, we still have plenty of red strawberries and blueberries to share. Hey, why don't we do something special with the pebbles instead? Tad dried his eyes. Like what? <laughs> Let's each make a wish and toss the pebbles into Lucky Lake. Great idea, Lucy. Here, you go first, Tad. I wish to go on more fun outdoor adventures. <laughs> and I wish for plenty of rain and sunshine this summer so all the plants and animals will be happy and healthy. I wish for lots more fun celebrations with friends. Lucy, Cleaver, and Tad threw their pebbles into Lucky Lake. Now let's chow down on some berries. <laughs> the three friends spent the whole evening feasting and celebrating and all of their wishes came true. The end. Story Spectacular presents Sleepy Time Tales. Tonight's tale is Patty Cake and features the vocal talents of food writer Rakea Gibson. Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for sweet bedtimes and adorable dreams. You can listen to a delightful story anytime you need a friend. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we will meet Patty. Why, hello there, my friends. She's a very kind baker who loves making sweet treats for all of her animal buddies. <laughs> 
One day, Patty slips on some icing and twists her wrist. So the animals decide to sneak into the bakery and bake a nice cake for Patty. We have a very special guest named Rakea Gibson who will be helping us tell this very sweet story. So let's begin now. Patty Cake There once was a kind baker named Patty who loved making sweet treats for all of the people in the village. She even had a few special animal friends that she would bake for too. One by one, the animals would scamper over to the bakery window and watch Patty make delicious goodies for them. Patty made carrot cake for her little bunny buddy. Here's a special surprise just for you, my fluffy friend. Yum, yummy, and my little bunny tummy. She made banana bread for her good monkey mate. Bon appetit, monkey. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah, I go bananas for this banana bread. Patty prepared some peanut butter cake for her dear squirrel friend. Have a nutty sweet treat, little squirrel. Oh boy, I'm just nuts about this peanut butter cake. She even made a fish cake for her silly seal pal. Here you go, seal. I made it extra fishy for you. <laughs> Yay, this fish cake gets my seal of approval. These animal friends couldn't pay her, of course, so instead they would sing Patty her favorite song. day, Patty was walking to the bakery when she slipped on some icing. She fell and twisted her wrist. Ouch! Oh dear, I sprained my wrist. That means I won't be able to bake until I'm all healed up. Patty wrote a quick note with her good hand and left it on the door of her bakery. Then she shuffled home to nurse her sprained wrist. Meanwhile, her little animal friends scampered over to the bakery, hoping to see their friend Patty. The bunny peered through the window. Hmm, that's odd. The lights are off and Patty is nowhere to be seen. The seal hopped up to get a look as well. Hey, hey, you're right. There's no sign of Patty or her delicious cakes anywhere. Oh, dear, said the squirrel. Where could she be? Oh, oh, ah, I see a sign on the door over here. It says... Sorry, I had to close the bakery today because I hurt my wrist. Signed, Patty the Baker. Oh no, poor Patty. She hurt herself and now she can't bake. But Patty always makes us the nicest sweet treats. 
She's such a good friend. I wish there was something kind we could do for her. Hey, hey, maybe there is. Hey, squirrel, hop on my back and see if you can squeeze through that crack in the window. Ha <laughs> ha, okay. The squirrel scuttled up the seal's back and snuck through the little crack in the window. I'm inside the bakery. Now what? Hee <laughs> hee, go unlock the door and let us all in. The little squirrel scurried over to the door and unhinged the lock with its paws to open it. Hee <laughs> hooray! The bunny, the seal, and the monkey all rushed inside the bakery. Now let's make our friend Patty a cake. Golly, I've never made a cake before. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Oh, oh, neither have I. But we watch our friend Patty make beautiful baked goodies every day. We should be able to figure it out. Oh, oh, let's go for it. The bunny grabbed a big silver bowl and started mixing her favorite ingredients. Mmm, carrots! Oh, oh, that looks awfully tasty. Let's add some bananas, too. Sure. And we definitely need to mix in some peanut butter. Yummy! Wahoo, and how about we add in some fish? Oh, oh, I don't know, Seal. I think you're the only one that likes fish cake. But maybe you can draw pretty little fish designs on the top of the cake with sweet icing. <laughs> oh yeah, Patty will love that. But first, we need to bake this cake batter in the oven. Ooh, oh, it's going to be a really big cake, so let's use the biggest pan we can find. The monkey fetched a big cake pan, and the bunny spooned in the batter. The squirrel carefully turned on the oven and set it to temperature, and the seal slid the cake mixture inside and closed the oven door. The four animal friends crowded around the oven and watched their cake bake through the oven door window. <laughs> it smells so scrumptious. Then the timer went off. It's done. The seal put on some mitts and pulled the cake out of the oven. Then he carefully decorated the cake with colorful icing, making pretty fish designs with dazzling fins and tails. Your fish decorations are looking so splendid. Hee <laughs> hee. Thanks, little bunny. Hey, everyone. I think we are all done. The four friends looked admiringly at their freshly baked carrot banana peanut butter cake topped with fish decorations. Oh, oh, since this cake is for our good friend Patty, we should call it Patty Cake! Yippee! Now come on, it's time we bring this Patty Cake on over to Patty's house. Let's go! The animals worked together as a team to carry the big cake over the river and through the woods all the way to Patty's house. They placed the cake on the doorstep and the little squirrel knocked on the door. Who could that be? Patty got up from her rocking chair and opened the door. She was so surprised to see her animal friends sitting proudly around a great big cake. Why, hello there, my friends. It's so nice to see you. What's all this? Where did this cake come from? 
We made it for you, Patty. You animals made this cake? Oh, oh, yeah. We snuck inside your bakery. We didn't think you'd mind. And we mixed the dough with our favorite ingredients. I added the carrots. Oh, oh, and I mixed in the bananas. And I put the peanut butter in the batter, too. Yeah, then I finish it off by icing the cake with some pretty fish decorations just for you. We call it Patty Cake. Patty Cake, Patty Cake, the baker lady. We made you a cake as sweet as can be. We rolled it and baked it and made it pretty. A special Patty Cake for our friend Patty. For me? That's so sweet. Come on inside and we can share it together. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Patty passed around forks and everyone took a big bite of cake. Yummy! This cake is magnificent. You know something? After my wrist heals up, I think I have a great idea for the bakery. A few weeks later, Patty was all better and walked over to the bakery along with the bunny, monkey, squirrel, and seal. She opened the bakery door and the animals all got into place as Patty turned the sign from close to open. Soon, the folks in the village lined up outside for Patty's sweet treats. But when they entered the bakery, They were shocked to see Patty standing alongside four animals. (gasps) These are my helpers. They are excellent animal bakers. Here, try a bite of this patty cake. It's our new specialty. One by one, the customers tried a bite of patty cake. Everyone loved it. Who would have thought these flavors would mix together so nicely? Indeed. Yum, yum. From that day forward, Patty and her animal friends would happily spend their days together baking sweet treats for one and all. The End Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. A big thank you to our guest, Rakea Gibson. Rakea is an author, food writer, and researcher living in Virginia. She writes cookbook reviews for Cuisine Noir magazine and restaurant reviews for the All Occasions Eater blog. In her spare time, she photographs nature scenes, delicious food, and interesting people. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Thank you so much for lending your ears and listening along to today's oh-so-sweet story. It's always so nice to share stories together. Tell your friends about this adorable podcast so that even more little critters can tune in to Sleepy Time Tales too. Sleepy Time Tales Story Spectacular Presents Sleepy Time Tales Tonight's tale is My Pet Dragon Iggy <laughs> 
and features the vocal talents of Rebecca Weaver from BCOM on Awe Island. If you enjoy this dragon tale, be sure to subscribe on the Kids Listen podcast app. Sleepy Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for fire-breathing bedtimes and dragon tail dreams. You can listen to an imaginative story anytime you need a friend. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we will meet Iggy. She's my very funny pet dragon. (laughs) We do all sorts of silly activities together. Our friend Rebecca Weaver from the Be Calm on Awe Island podcast is here to help us tell this adorable dragon tale. So let's begin now. My Pet Dragon Iggy Some people have dogs or cats for pets but nobody has a pet quite like mine You see, I have a pet dragon Her name is Iggy and she's the best pet dragon ever Hello. My pet dragon can fly and breathe fire too. But don't worry, she's house trained. We have so much fun playing together. Let me tell you all about it. Iggy and I like to bake cookies together. (laughs) I like mine extra crispy. Then we sit down at the kids' table with my other stuffed animals and have a tea party together. I like my tea nice and hot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we even play dress up. Iggy loves to wear a tutu. This tutu looks really fly. Our favorite thing to do is sing the dragon song together and do a silly dragon dance. Iggy the dragon, she's the bestest pet in the world, (laughs) she likes to dance in her tutu and do a little twirl, she can fire, breathe and fly in the air, she can play in many ways, I love to laugh and sing with her, this dragon really slays. Iggy the dragon, how wonderful is she? Bye.
dragon. I'm the bestest pet in the world. I like to dance in my tutu and do a little twirl. I can fire, breathe, and fly in the air. I can play in many ways. I love to laugh and sing with you. You can say I really slay. <laughs> Iggy the dragon, how wonderful is she? We also love to play outside too. Our favorite game is frisbee. I will throw the frisbee for Iggy, and then she will fly after it. Then fetch it back to me. I got it. On windy days, I like to fly my kite. Iggy likes to fly high in the sky alongside the kite and wag her tail in the air too. One time, my kite got stuck in a tree, but Iggy helped me pull it out. You're welcome. After a long day of fun playing together, Iggy and I like to cozy up and read stories. Let's read my favorite book, Alice and Dragonland. Yeah, that's my favorite book too. Then my mom likes to come in and say good night. Sleep tight, my darling. I'm so glad you had a fun day playing with your toy dragon Iggy. Good night, mom. <laughs> my mom thinks Iggy is a toy. <laughs> the end. Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. To learn how you can be a part of the show and to purchase my original children's books, go to storyspectacular.com. Be sure to also join the Story Spectacular Facebook group and follow Story Spectacular on Instagram to see original illustrations from each episode. A big thank you to our very special guest, Rebecca Weaver, for lending her voice in tonight's Dragon Tale. <laughs> Rebecca is part of the amazing team behind the hit show, Be Calm on Awe Island, a soothing podcast that teaches children self-regulation and calming techniques. Their show also features a delightful dragon, too, as well as caring cars, friendly forest animals, and many other curious kids and critters. <laughs> Learn more at awayisland.com and be sure to follow them on social media as well because their episode illustrations are pure joy. I hope you enjoy tonight's story. Tell all of your friends with interesting pets about our show so they can have fun listening along to Sleepy Time Tales too. Sleepy Time Tales. Hi everyone, Angie here. Before we start the show, I have two big announcements. 
The first one is for the parents listening. If you live in Maine or plan on visiting, stop by Sherman's Maine Coast Bookshop and pick up a copy of my book, Lawrence the Lighthouse. Support Maine's oldest independent bookseller by visiting one of their six locations along the coast and come say hi to my buddy, Lawrence. The second announcement is for all of you kids out there. I want you to be a part of my show for our new Animal segment. Here's how it works. First, pretend to be an animal. Any kind of animal you'd like. And in your best animal voice, tell me what your favorite episode of Story Spectacular is. Then tune in to hear your voice on the show. Learn more details at StorySpectacular.com. Story Spectacular presents Sleepy Time Tales. Tonight's tale is The Library Fairy and features the vocal talents of Kitty Feldy from the Book Club for Kids podcast. It's Sleepy Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for literary bedtimes and spellbinding dreams. You can listen to an enchanting story anytime you need a friend. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we will learn all about what happens inside the library after dark. Did you know that there is a library fairy with a magic bookmark? She makes stories come alive. Our friend Kitty Feldy from the Book Club for Kids podcast is here to help tell this bewitching tale. So let's begin now. The Library Fairy Have you ever seen a library at night? What happens to the books when you turn out the light? Well, I know the real story, and let me tell you, my friend, it's a wild, wacky tale from beginning to end. You might not believe it. You'll think it's a lark, but there's a library fairy with a magic bookmark. Let me tell you how I first met this literary fairy and how I came to spend the night inside the library. It all started when I fell asleep in the corner. I was all snuggled up reading Little Jack Horner. When I awoke, it was night and everyone was gone. Huh? By my lonesome in the library, trapped inside until dawn. Oh no, I'm all alone. I started to cry. (laughs) But just then, I saw a fairy fly by. What's this? She exclaimed. There's a human still here? Now, now, don't cry. It's all right, my dear. 
You mustn't be afraid. There's nothing here scary. You're in a room full of books with a library fairy. A library fairy. I couldn't believe my eyes. Wow. But that was just the start of the night full of surprise. She flew over to a shelf. Could you help me, my friend? Pull that picture book down for me with your hand. The fairy fluttered in the air, waving her bookmark. I saw a quick flash of light and watched the book spark. She said the magic words. Bippity boppity book. The book wobbled in my hand. It trembled and shook. What kind of book is this? I glanced at the cover. A beginner's guide to float, fly, and hover? Yikes! I cried out as my feet left the floor. I'm floating in the air. Look how I can soar. It's true. With a book and a few magic words, you can float in the sky with butterflies and birds. Yahoo! This is fun! I hooted and howled. But just then, my tummy started to growl. Say, library fairy, can we have a little snack? Sure thing, she smiled. Grab me a cookbook from the back. I nabbed a cookbook, but there was one more necessity. The fairy said the magic words. Open recipe. The book flung open, shouting, Pizza, anyone? Sure, that sounds great. Let's make ourselves some. Just then, the book tossed the tomato sauce and dough. It hurled the shredded cheese, which sprinkled down like snow. The book is throwing around all our pizza ingredients. Oh dear, what a mess. How very disobedient. Hmm. I grabbed a pizza pan and used it as a shield. I gathered the dough and shaped it like a wheel. <laughs> then I spread around the sauce and sprinkled on the cheese. The library fairy was looking quite pleased. Say, what do you know? I'm very impressed. You managed to make a pizza from a sloppy mess. We can bake it in the book stove. And while we wait, let's read from the joke book. It is sure to be great. I looked on the shelf and saw a silly book. Why don't you give that one a look? Ha <laughs> Alrighty, let's give it a spin. Hocus jocus. The fairy said with a grin. Just like that, jokes floated off of the page. Funny riddles and wisecracks. It was all the rage. <laughs> What does a book wear when it's cold outside? A book jacket! The joke book quickly replied, What kind of books do planets like to read most? Comet books, of course! Haha, <laughs> what a funny roast! I once read a book about Mount Everest. It was a real cliffhanger. Haha, <laughs> you'd know I jest. <laughs> Golly gee, library fairy, those jokes were so fun. Just then we heard a ding. Our pizza is done. We went to the oven and had some quick pizza snacks, then got back to our fun in the library stacks. We traveled around the world in an atlas of maps 
and jaunted through history with old-timey chaps. The books would take us anywhere we desired. Yet, after a while, I was feeling quite tired. Hmm. Say, Fairy, could we open a bedtime story? Why, sure. I think I know the perfect allegory. Grab that book from the case with the stars and the moon, then cozy up, my dear. You'll be sleeping soon. Presto, resto. The fairy waved her bookmark. I looked around the room. It was getting very dark. The moon and the stars floated up off the page. They danced across the ceiling like it was a stage. It looks like the night sky, I said with a yawn, then fell fast asleep. When I awoke, it was dawn. The library had reopened once again, and dozens of people made their way in. None of them knowing what really happens after dark with the library fairy and her magic bookmark. The End Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. Hey parents, want to add some spectacular books to your library? Well, I have written and illustrated some very enchanting picture books that are perfect for bedtime. My titles include Lawrence the Lighthouse, Digger's Daily Routine, An Extraordinary Book, What Do You See?, and The Shape Escape. Collect the whole set at storyspectacular.com shop or find them on Amazon. A big thank you to our special guest, Kitty Feldy. Kitty is the host of the Book Club for Kids, an award-winning podcast where kids discuss middle grade novels. Kitty has a book of her own coming out in February. It's called Welcome to Washington, Fina Mendoza, published by Black Rose Writing. Learn more about Kitty's work at bookclubforkids.org. Kitty and I are both members of Kids Listen, a grassroots organization dedicated to providing quality audio content for kids. If you love listening to amazing audio stories for children, then download the Kids Listen podcast app to discover even more great shows. Share your favorite ones with your friends. Help more little ones find sonic delights just like Sleepy Time Tales too. Sleepy Time Tales. Story Spectacular. Sleepy Time Tales Tonight's tale is The Emperor's New Leaves
It's Sleepy Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for magical bedtimes and colorful dreams. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we will visit a magical kingdom of trees and meet Emperor Elm Tree. Each year, Emperor Elm puts on a dazzling show of color. What color leaves will the elm tree display this year? Let's begin this tremendous tale now. The Emperor's New Leaves There once was a kingdom of noble trees ruled by the magnificent Emperor Elm. Every autumn, trees from around the forest would put on their finest leaves to attend the Emperor's Fall Fashion Leaf Show. Each year, Emperor Elm Tree would change his leaves and put on a dazzling display of color for all of his royal subjects. One year, he transformed his green leaves to a royal purple. Another year, he displayed blue leaves with silver polka dots. Last year, he outdid himself by changing his leaves to every color of the rainbow. The crowd went wild for that one. The date for this year's fall show was fast approaching. Emperor Elm looked out his tree castle window and thought to himself, How can I top last year's neon rainbow show? I'm gonna need to come up with the most splendid leaf display those trees have ever seen. I want to wear something that's really gonna knock their sticks off. Say... I have an idea. Emperor Elm put out a call to his royal army of birds. Calling all birds, I need you to scour my empire and search the land for the most marvelous pebbles you can find. I want shiny and colorful. The more pizzazz, the better. Fetch them for me at once so I can decorate all of my leaves with beautiful precious stones. The birds did as the emperor commanded. They combed through the land and carefully searched for the most beautiful stones. The little birds plucked gorgeous tiny pebbles from the ground and carried them in their beaks back to Emperor Elm Tree's palace. Then the Emperor assembled his menagerie of seamstress squirrels and couturier chipmunks. The little woodland critters worked tirelessly, attaching the sparkling stones to the Emperor's leaves. They used sap to make them stick. 
After hours of working, attaching thousands of stones, Emperor Elm's ensemble was finally complete. Just wait till my royal subjects see me in this. The very next day, noble trees from all around the land gathered for Emperor Elm's leaf show. One by one, they arrived, dressing in their finest attire. Archduchess Ashtree wore sparkling golden leaves and fanned herself with a branch. Ha! Huh, I wonder what the Emperor will show us this year. The Duchess remarked to the Grand Duke Oak Tree, who wore leaves of vivid orange. I don't know how the Emperor could possibly top last year's display of color. Those neon rainbow leaves from last show were just so splendiferous. Mademoiselle Maple Tree arrived next, wearing an ombre of dazzling colors. Amber yellow, monarch orange, and ruby red leaves covered all of her branches. I can't wait to see what Emperor Elm Tree will wear. The spectator trees all settled into their places and eagerly watched and waited for Emperor Elm to appear. The royal quartet of shrubs rapped on their drums with sticks as the castle gate slowly swung open to reveal Emperor Elm Tree covered with sparkling stones on all of his leaves. The dazzling stones glittered like sequins. Wow! Amazing! This leaf display is sensational! The crowd cheered and the emperor chuckled to himself. <laughs> I knew this would wow them. No tree has ever looked as good as me. The emperor began to spin and dance to the music. He waved his branches so they shimmered and sparkled. His crowd of royal tree subjects erupted with applause. Magnificent! Outstanding! So splendiferous! Emperor Elm was so excited by the crowd's response, he wanted to show off even more. He cued the quartet to play the music faster, and the emperor began to shake and shimmy wildly to the music. As he did, his stone-covered leaves began to shake off his branches. They were so heavy from the weight of all the pebbles, and his shimmying and shaking caused them to fall off in rapid succession. Before he realized what was happening, all of the emperor's leaves had fallen off. The crowd was shocked. <gasps> Emperor Elm Tree now stood before them with his branches completely bare. Everyone grew silent. <gasps> Nobody knew how to respond to this royally embarrassing debacle. Then a young little magnolia tree began to giggle. <laughs> the Emperor Tree has no leaves. <laughs> the crowd burst out laughing. They couldn't hold in their chuckles. The emperor was so mortified. Here he was in front of his entire kingdom, wearing no leaves at all. And they were all laughing at him. His whole tree life, no one had ever laughed at him. 
Their giggles and chuckles grew louder now. <laughs> they hooted and hollered <laughs> and clapped their branches together. This is the funniest show I've ever seen. Great job, Emperor. What an amazing surprise. Emperor Elm wondered to himself. Uh, do they think I meant to do this? It, it actually does feel pretty nice to make the crowd laugh. And after all, I'm still the center of the show. The emperor started to laugh too. <laughs> That's right. I meant to do this all along, everyone. I wanted to leave you stunned and spellbound. Well, you royally succeeded, your highness. The crowd laughed and cheered for Emperor Elm. All the trees agreed that this year's show was the best one of all. And so it went down in history. The End Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. Hey parents, if you enjoyed tonight's fashionable tale, you may purchase some spectacular apparel of your own on my Redbubble store. I have created some fabulous designs inspired by Story Spectacular, designs that can be printed on clothing for adults and kids as well. You can also have these Story Spectacular designs printed on stickers, mugs, tote bags, and more. Go to storyspectacular.com shop and click on any design you like. From there, you will be directed to my Redbubble shop and see the full selection of products. It's a great way to support the show and find a spectacular gift for the story lover in your life. Thank you so much for listening along to Sleepy Time Tales 2. Sleepy Time Tales. Story Spectacular. Presents. Sleepy Time Tales. Tonight's tale is The Insect Parade. Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for sweet butterfly dreams and silly bug bedtimes. You can listen along to a story whenever you need a friend. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we will wander into a field of grass and stumble upon a magical insect parade. I can't wait to see all of these amazing bugs perform. Let's begin our bug tale now. The Insect Parade One hot summer afternoon, I was feeling a little bored, so I walked around my backyard until I found a patch of soft grass. I laid down on my tummy and propped my head up with my hands and elbows. Then I looked down at the grass. Ah, <sighs> just some boring old grass. I wish there was something cool to see. 
Just then, a gust of wind parted the grass, and I could see the dirt on the ground. A little ant walked by. It didn't seem like anything remarkable at first, but then I saw the ant stop and stand up on its back two legs. To my amazement, the ant pulled out a little bugle and tooted on the miniature horn. Then the ant spoke in a small but stately voice. Let the bug parade begin! Then one by one, a marching band of ants came tromping across the dirt. Each one had on a tiny hat and they were all playing different instruments. There were flutes, horns, and even tiny booming drums. The ants began to sing. and twirling them around. We are the ladybugs, we're happy to be here. We dance with our umbrellas and we bring good cheer. So give us a hand while we whirl and twirl. A lovely little smile for every boy and girl. Ah, what lovely ladybugs. The grasshoppers came hopping along next. At first I thought they were just doing ordinary grasshopper hopping, but then when I looked closer, I realized the grasshoppers were doing a dance. Let's grasshopper hop! Do a flip and a flop! Let's grasshopper hop! I laughed and sang along as I watched the grasshoppers leap high into the air and do amazing acrobatic flips and jumps. <laughs> Great job, grasshoppers! Wow, this bug parade is incredible. I wonder what I'll see next. A procession of colorful caterpillars and inchworms came crawling along the ground, holding on to silky strings. I looked up in the sky and saw that the strings were attached to dazzling butterflies fluttering above the parade like balloons. The butterflies waved to me with their wings as they flew by. Next came the dragonflies. They were pulling kites made of silk. The dragonflies zipped across the sky and swooped down towards the ground, their kites whooshing in the air as they zoomed by. What fun! 
I can't believe I got to see such a magnificent bug parade. I clapped and cheered. Woohoo! But then I looked up at the sky and noticed that the sun had begun to set. Golly, it's getting dark. I must have been lying here in the grass for hours. <sighs> I guess I should be going back inside soon but not before I see the rest of this spectacular insect spectacle. Just then came the parade finale. The sky was getting dark, and I could see the bright glow of a floating insect. It was a firefly. Then came another firefly, and another, and another. They were flying around in the sky doing loopy loops. I giggled at the silly bugs. My eyes were getting kind of sleepy as I watched the glow from the fireflies. Then I saw the biggest surprise of the whole day. The fireflies floated down towards the ground in front of me. They lined themselves up to spell out a message. It said, Good night! Then the glowing lights twinkled away. I clapped for all the bugs. Then I stood up and walked back to my house. I crawled into bed and smiled and thought of all the wondrous things I had seen. Oh, what a wonderful day at the bug parade. The end. Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. For even more lovely bedtime stories, check out some spectacular children's books by me. Stories like... Lawrence the Lighthouse, Digger's Daily Routine, and The Shape Escape. Go to storyspectacular.com slash books or go to amazon.com and search for Angela Ferrari to see these books and other spectacular stories. Be sure to subscribe to Story Spectacular on your podcast app. That way you will never miss a single sleepy time tale too. Sleepy time tales. Story spectacular. Present. Sleepy time tales. Tonight's tale is Platypus and Boots and features the vocal talents of Allie, Grady, Clara, and Theo from the Cool Facts About Animals podcast. If you enjoy this adorable animal story, be sure to subscribe on the Kids Listen podcast app. Sleepy Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for animal bedtimes and adventure dreams. You can listen to a sweet, clever story anytime you need a friend. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we will go on a very exciting adventure with Platypus and Boots. <laughs> Platypus meets King Kookaburra and Queen Cockatiel. He helps them solve a royal predicament. Our friends from the Cool Facts About Animals podcast are here to help tell this adorable animal adventure. So let's begin now.
Platypus in Boots. There once was a clever platypus who lived in a burrow by the riverbank. One day he woke up and saw the sun shining brightly outside of his hole in the ground. Ah, uh, what a beautiful day. I think I'll put on my lucky boots and go on an adventure. The platypus put his favorite pair of red boots onto his feet and then waddled outside. He began to wander down his usual path by the riverbank when he came to a fork in the trail. You know, I always walk the same path along the river. Perhaps today I will take a different trail and explore the woods for a change. Platypus and Boots walked down the forest trail. He heard a strange noise coming from up ahead. Help! Somebody help! The platypus raced in his boots as fast as he could to see what the commotion was all about. He came upon a royal carriage that was stuck in the mud along with two royal birds who were stranded on the trail. Oh, please would you help us, kind sir? I'm King Kookaburra and this is Queen Cockatoo. We are stranded here because the wheel of our carriage is stuck in the mud and it won't budge. I'd be happy to help your majesties. The two royal birds stood back and watched with awe as Platypus and Boots used his duck bill to dig the wheel out of the mud. Then the platypus pushed with all of his might and the carriage began to roll forward. Hooray, we're unstuck! How remarkable you are! Say, what exactly are you anyway? Why, I'm Platypus in Boots. A platypus? I've never seen such a thing. Me neither. How extraordinary. You have a bill like a duck, web feet like an otter, and a tail like a beaver. You must be some sort of magical creature. Magical? I'm not magical. The platypus thought to himself, but he decided to play along. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> You must come along with us to our palace. Everyone will be so delighted. Why, sure. That sounds like fun. The platypus hopped aboard the royal coach with King Kookaburra and Queen Cockatoo. The three rode together down the winding forest trail. Soon, they came across a murky black lagoon. The carriage rolled over a bumpy bridge. The queen's crown slipped off her head and fell into the lagoon with a splash. Oh no! My crown! It fell into the dark murky water! Cried the queen. How will we ever find it in there? The king fretted. Have no fear! Commanded the platypus in boots. I'll dive in and fetch your crown for you at once. The platypus dove into the water bill first and swam straight down to the bottom of the black lagoon. He dug around for the crown in the mud and the muck. Then suddenly he felt a smooth metal object with his webbed foot. I've got it! Platypus in boots flapped his powerful tail and swam to the surface with the queen's crowned in paw. Hooray! Cheered the queen. I told you this creature has magical powers. No other animal would have been able to swim and search for a crown in such murky, muddy water. 
You truly are Marvel Platypus. King Kookaburra beamed with pride. Wow. The platypus thought. These two really think I have magical powers, but I'm just an ordinary platypus doing ordinary platypus things. I better keep playing along. Uh, thank you kindly, your royal highnesses. I'm, uh, just happy to help. Now let's get a move on so we can reach the palace before dark. King Kookaburra, Queen Cockatiel, and the platypus and boots rode along the winding trail until they finally reached the castle, just as the sun was beginning to set. Ah, home sweet home. But what's this? There's a crowd gathered around the entrance to the palace. I wonder what's going on. The town crier called to the king and queen. Your majesties, while you were gone on the carriage ride, a crocodile descended on the kingdom and has seized the castle. Chomp, chomp. He's swimming around in the moat and won't let anyone across the drawbridge. Oh, good heavens! How will we ever get past the ferocious crocodile and enter the palace? Have no fear, my dear. Our magical friend, the platypus, will be sure to defeat that reptilian rapscallion. Huh? The platypus stammered. Me? No way. I can't defeat a great big crocodile. Why, sure you can. Just use your magical powers. Please, platypus and boots. You are our only hope. The platypus looked around at the hopeful faces in the crowd. King Kookaburra, Queen Cockatiel, and their royal subjects were all counting on him. Uh, have no fear, everyone. I'll stop the crocodile. The platypus stomped towards the moat in his red boots. Now I've really gotten myself into a prickly predicament. I'm not magical. How will a small, ordinary platypus like me stop a great big, ferocious crocodile. The platypus sighed as he looked down at his lucky boots. Then he got an idea. Say, I don't have to be magical to defeat a crocodile. I just have to be kind and clever. He ran into the woods and gathered a surprise for the crocodile into his pouch. Then he carefully waddled towards the big green reptile. Chomp, chomp. Who goes there? Bellowed the crocodile. It's me, Platypus in Boots. A platypus, I never heard of such a thing. Anyhow, go away, you. This is my castle now, so go away, you. Well, golly, I thought you might want to meet me, since I am such a magical creature. Magical, you say? Why, sure. Just look at me. I've got a bill like a duck, web feet like an otter, and a tail like a beaver. I can do all sorts of wonderful things like swim in the water, dig in the mud, and run fast in my boots. The crocodile agreed. Hmm, that is quite extraordinary. Perhaps you'd like a magical power too. Is there anything you wish you could do, Mr. Crocodile? Well, yes, there is actually something I always wanted. You see, I would love to seem up to a big crowd, but I'm much too shy. Is that so? What if I granted you your wish, and in exchange, you let us all cross the drawbridge into the castle? Hmm, you got a deal, platypus and boots. Fantastic. 
The platypus dug into his pouch and pulled out some blueberries. Here you go, Mr. Crocodile. Just eat these magical berries and you will have the power to sing in front of a big crowd. Ha! Give me those! Chomp, chomp, chomp! The crocodile happily chomped down the blueberries. The crocodile kept singing cheerfully as he lowered the drawbridge, allowing King Kookaburra, Queen Cockatiel, and all of the other royal subjects to enter the castle. They all clapped and cheered for the crocodile as he sang and for the extraordinary platypus who danced along to the music in his lucky pair of boots. The End Story Spectacular is written and hosted by Angela Ferrari. To learn more about the show and to purchase my original children's books, go to storyspectacular.com. A big thank you to our special guests, Allie, Grady, Clara, and Theo from the Cool Facts About Animals podcast for lending their wonderful voices for this adorable animal tale. Cool Facts About Animals is the perfect show for animal-loving kids of all ages. Subscribe on the Kids Listen podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to this Kids Listen collaboration. If you enjoy this show, share it with all of your animal-loving friends so they can tune in to Sleepy Time Tales too. Sleepy Time Tales Story Spectacular Presents Sleepy Time Tales Tonight's tale is Beachside Relaxation Time Tales, brought to you by Story Spectacular, the podcast for relaxing bedtimes and calming dreams. I'm your host, Angie. Tonight, we have a very special guest named Chanel, who will be joining me to tell you a very relaxing story about a beautiful beach getaway. <sighs> Let's begin our relaxing vacation now. Beachside Relaxation Just imagine that early one morning you wake up to see that you are in a beachside cottage. Wow! The bedroom is painted a brilliant white and a sweet-smelling sea breeze gently blows the curtains. You yawn and stretch, then you hop out of bed to go outside, ready to take in the day. Hooray! Outside, you find a bicycle with a wicker basket on the front. Climbing onto the bike, you pedal down the path, all the way to the beach. You park your bicycle and feel the warm sand beneath your feet. Ah. 
the ocean waves gradually roll in and slowly fade out. You walk along the shoreline and reach down to feel the cool water with your hand. Out in the distance, you see a great big whale swimming by. Hello, whale! Hello there! The whale gives you a wave with its tail and gracefully dives back down into the water. You walk along the beach until you reach some big, smooth rocks. There are little tidal pools that are perfect for exploring. You collect a few seashells, then sit and watch the seaweed gently sway back and forth in the water. A little crab crawls up to you and hands you a perfectly polished pebble. Thank you, little crab. <laughs> You're welcome, friend. You take your rock and seashells back to your bicycle and put your beach souvenirs into your basket. So pretty! Then you hop back onto your bicycle and pedal along the path. The bike trail is surrounded by beautiful pink rose bushes. Their lovely fragrance reaches your nose and you take a big breath in. <sighs> then you find your way to a soft grassy field where a single willow tree stands tall in the middle. You sit underneath the shade of the willow tree. What a beautiful little spot. A tiny bird flies up and lands on a branch nearby. You lie back and close your eyes as you listen to the bluebird's lovely chirping. It's almost as though the bluebird is telling you a wonderful and relaxing story. Hello there. I have a relaxing story for you today. Are you ready to hear it? First, let's get our minds and bodies ready. Sit up and make sure you're comfortable where you are. And then close your eyes. Sit up tall. Gently roll your shoulders back. And lift your chin just a little. Keep your eyes closed and take a nice, long, deep breath in. One, two, three, and let it out now. Three, two, one. Breathe in. One, two, three, and out. Three, two, one. One more time. In. One, two, three. And breathe out. Three, two, one. Stretch out your arms now, stretching them out to the sides. How far can your arms reach without moving your body? Now let them fall gently down. We're going to sweep our arms up so that our fingertips point up to the sky. Sweep them up now and stretch your fingers towards the beautiful blue sky above. Keeping your eyes closed, you can lift your face towards the sky too, like you're looking up. 
Now let's slowly sweep our arms down to the ground again. We're going to do this a few more times, moving our arms up and down. You'll look just like me when I'm flying around. This time, when you lift your arms up, take a deep breath in, and when we bring our arms down, we'll breathe out. Ready? Breathe in and sweep your arms up towards the sky. Breathe out as you bring them gently down again. Breathe in and bring your arms up again. Breathe out as they come back down. One more time, breathe in and arms up and breathe out and bring your arms back down. Well done. Give your arms a little shake now. Let's do one more thing. Get comfortable again. Close your eyes if they're open. Remember to take nice deep breaths. Do you hear that? The sound of the ocean? Let's focus on the sounds of the waves crashing right now. Just listen to the waves. Notice when it becomes loud and when it becomes soft. You can even imagine that you're looking out into the ocean, watching the blue-gray waves whooshing in and then the white bubbly foam forming as it crashes at your feet. There. How do you feel right now? I hope you're feeling relaxed and calm. If you do, try to keep this feeling of calm in your memory. And the next time you feel upset or need a break, you can close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, and remember how you feel right now. You let the words wash over you like you're falling into a dream. When you wake up, you're back inside the bedroom of the beachside cottage. Now, when you look out the window, you can see the moon and the stars reflecting on the sparkling water. The waves quietly roll in and slowly fade out. You cuddle up with the warm blankets and gently fall asleep. The end. Story Spectacular is hosted by Angela Ferrari. If you enjoyed tonight's tale with our special guest, Chanel Sang, then be sure to check out Bedtime FM's Peace Out podcast. It features relaxation stories for children that are inspired by mindfulness, meditation, and yoga. Each story involves imagination, breathing, and gentle movement exercises just like in tonight's story. You can subscribe to Peace Out on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen. To learn more, check out their website at peaceoutpodcast.com. A big thank you again to Chanel for sharing her words of relaxation with us. It's always so nice when friends stop by to share sleepy time tales too. Sleepy Time Tales. Thanks for listening to the Sleepy Time Summer Playlist Volume 2. I hope you enjoy these relaxing stories. Have a peaceful summer.